0: Cap here on VSIN. That's Jeff Parles, Tim Murray with you live from the Circus Sportsbook. Only two games left in the NBA. We had no seven Pacific game tonight, and the two later games have been clunkers. Yes, they Utah have. is up 35 right now on the San Antonio Spurs, and we'll hit on the Spurs a little bit later on in this hour. Uh, there were odds earlier today uh, for them to make the playoffs, and they had the longest odds for any team expected to be in the play-in at minus 590 to make the playoffs. Or plus 590 or minus 590 to miss? Minus 590 to miss, excuse okay. me, yeah. my mistake. Yeah, plus 390 to make. And yeah, I don't know how you expect San Antonio to win two games in that play-in situation no. the way they're playing right now. Uh, but Utah up 35 on San Antonio. And uh, this has certainly been a bit of a surprise with uh, Denver playing the way that they've been playing against uh, the
1: red hot Knicks right now as they lead what is it, 97-76? 99-76 now. Just they I at some point I thought the Knicks were gonna make a run here, and they just haven't. They the 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 thirty-four to twelve first quarter for Denver has held up the entire way here.
0: Looking at the uh box score for Utah, Bogdanovich leading the way with uh twenty-four points tonight. Uh it has been uh it has been Sharing Ugly. the sharing the wealth. Joe Engels 14. Rudy Gobert ten and eight. Uh oh, and, Clark, Clarkson and then off 30. the bench, uh likely your sixth man of the year, Jordan Clarkson, who has kind of been cold as of late, uh, has thirty. So there you go. And uh the Utah is just hammering the Spurs, who has one starter in double figures. That is not a recipe for success. So it has been all jazz tonight. Uh just Quick glance at uh, games that have concluded. Uh, we talked about it here on the program. Uh, Milwaukee gets the win. Wizards get the cover. 135-134. Wizards went off as a four-point dog in most spots here in town. There was one three-and-a-half. Bradley Beal hits a three with about two-and-a-half seconds to go to get the cover. And then after an inbounds was stolen away, Wizards stepped out of bounds. Timeout for the Bucks. Advanced the ball. Inbounds goes, try to get to Lopez. Garrison Matthews, half-court heave, and hits the back iron. So the Milwaukee Bucks get the win, 135-134. Bradley Beal, 42 points in that one. So Beal, uh, Beal and Curry going neck and neck to, uh, to, to win the scoring title. But Beal, 42, and Russell Westbrook, surprise, surprise, another triple-double. Stunning, 29 points, 17 assists, 12 rebounds for Russell Westbrook. And uh, we'll we'll all, I think, continue to say it, man. That is not going to be a fun first-round matchup if the Wizards get out of the play-in situation, Jeff. If it's Brooklyn, if it's Philadelphia, I anticipate both those teams to eventually win, but it ain't going to be fun.
1: No, that would be one of those. Well, remember, the Wizards and the Nets played the craziest game of the entire season right. earlier this year where the Wizards were legitimately down seven with a minute to go and came back and won a regulation earlier in the year, I and mean, look, I I don't disagree with you on that, just because when you have a player at the caliber of Bradley Beal, who, again, if it wasn't for the most loaded NBA guard caliber uh, selection for NBA all teams this year, Beal would be a, a shoo-in usually, may not even get in any of them. Uh, and Westbrook, again, average, averaging a triple-double uh, with relative ease. That, again, I would agree with you on that. Of the four teams that are currently in a play-in scenario in the Eastern Conference, I know a lot of people say, "Oh, I don't want to see Miami," but the Heat just aren't particularly good this year. And Washington, at least again, I don't think Washington's capable of be beating anyone in a playoff series. But it won't be pu- fun. Push Milwaukee to six. Definitely in play. Well, I mean, it depends on if Milwaukee can get up to the or, C- or, or or the Nets. Or, it doesn't or matter or who it is. All yeah. of
0: them. I'm with you. I tell you time. what, a Brooklyn Washington first round series with the. Uh, the optional defense, those two a lot teams of plays a lot, a lot of points. points. High, high totals in those ones. Uh, Philadelphia, speaking of the Sixers, won big today, 135-115, covered the 15-point spread against the Houston Rockets. And uh, this should have told you something. Here at Circa, Atlanta
1: went off as a favorite tonight against the Phoenix Suns. That was a lot of movement during the day because that opened two yeah. got to Atlanta minus one and 135-103. Uh, Hawks decimate Phoenix.
0: More NBA talk. My guy, Chris Miles, NBA TV, joins us right now. It is the nightcap here on v Tim Murray and Jeff Parles with you. And uh, one of my favorite dudes when it comes to covering the NBA Always has great opinions. You see him on NBA TV. It is Chris Miles. You find uh, follow him on Twitter at Chris Miles TV. Mr. Miles, how are you on a Wednesday evening?
2: I'm doing great. You know, I've spent this in uh, this entire day talking the NBA. Uh, on NBA TV, so it's good to be here with you, Tim. Uh, happy to, to see you at this new job, too. Last time we talked, we were both in D.C., man, so congratulations.
0: Well, I appreciate it. It is, uh, Yeah, it's it's been a, an incredible run, uh, and it's fun to be here in Vegas. And, you know, with that being said, we opened the show, Chris, and I'm just curious to get – I'm sure you guys have, have discussed this nonstop. Uh, the Lakers, are, are, no matter who's on their team, are going to be a hot topic, but when you have LeBron, when you have AD, when you're the defending champs, it's an easy thing to talk about. They still remain the favorites to win the Western Conference, and the Suns still remain a pretty lengthy, uh, lengthy odds at seven to one uh, right now. Who do you think? If I made you pick, I made Jeff pick earlier <laughs> in the show. I made him pick. If you, if I made you pick, who do you think comes out of the West? Man,
2: if you made me pick, I'm going to go with the Lakers simply because. Uh, Anthony Davis, if healthy, like we saw against the Denver Nuggets, is just another dimension of a player. So I think that's the number one reason why. And then LeBron James, if if he's able to to be healthy in the postseason, you have to understand like someone like Andre Drummond, and Dennis Schroeder has been out with COVID protocols too, right? So when you get all of those pieces back, if they're 100% healthy, I think that that Collective group of guys can absolutely win a championship. I mean, they also added uh, Ben McLemore. So the big if is, can I do I believe in this team being healthy right. uh through the postseason? And I don't know if I do. I I feel like they haven't been able to have a healthy month yet.
0: Yeah, and that that's I mean that's the biggest concern, right? When it comes to the Lakers, is health. And and we had. Kyle Goon on yesterday's show, uh, who covers the Lakers for the Orange County Register, and I thought he made a really good point. He said, if the Lakers get out of their first-round series, they're winning the West, because that means they're getting healthy, and they're just going to get that ball rolling. How pivotal, because it could be the Clippers, it could be, I mean, hell, it could be the Jazz uh, in in the first round. It's not going to be an an easy first-round matchup for the Lakers. Um, What do you think about that? Because if, if we see them, you know, wrapping things up against the Clippers and LeBron's looking like LeBron and and everybody's full go, uh, I kind of, I agreed with that thought of if they get going, then, yeah, they're going to win the Western Conference.
2: Well, I think later this week will determine how I feel about the Jazz because Donovan Mitchell mm-hmm. on Friday is going to get his ankle examined again. And if Donovan Mitchell is not on the court and 100% then I I don't believe in the Utah jazz at all. I think they are five and four without them after winning tonight, six and four without them. So it looks good on paper, but two of those wins have been against the San Antonio Spurs, a team that's absolutely headed in the wrong direction. I mean, for Utah, this is the thing I'm going to look at once we get to the postseason. It's the fact that they have the eighth most threes in NBA history, and it's only been 65 games, right? (laughs) Like, they had they have set their franchise record. Well, I guess sixty six games now. They previously made nine hundred ninety three was was their record. They're like at I think it's one thousand and seventy something now. So I, I, I teams that rely on a three, it's you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And we saw it with the Houston Rockets, those James Harden teams. They shoot all the threes. And you think oh they're just going to run through the postseason and then, oops they get there and they go cold for two games. I can absolutely see that being the Utah Jazz if Donovan Mitchell's not 100%.
1: Chris, how much do you trust the Phoenix Suns as of right now?
2: Oh, man, that's so tough for me because I covered Chris Paul when he was in New Orleans. And if you think about his career, this is always it, where he's he's a great player, They have a great regular season, one of the best records in the league. They get to the postseason. They even take leads against whether it's the Golden State Warriors, um, you know, or the Oklahoma City Thunder, and then he hurts his hamstring or he has a, a bad game or he has some costly turnovers where they don't make it to the finals. But I think if Chris Paul is healthy, I think if he avoids uh, any big blunder uh, late in games, I I could see Phoenix doing it. I mean, I'm also partial because I like Monty Williams uh, and Chris Paul, so I'm rooting for them to do it. But it's just every time we've seen this with Chris Paul, you you get to the postseason, game six and game seven, and something goes wrong.
0: Monty Williams has to be the coach of the year, right, Chris? I think his narrative, I think their success...
2: Um, And people like him. You know, that's the other thing. When when campaigning for awards, (laughs) do people like you? And (laughs) everyone likes Monty Williams. Um, And I I tell you this story. Monty was the kind of guy whenever he was like, oh, we're going to interview him pregame. Never seen anyone else do this. He would have his kid, like he's carrying his kid. You're like, what? like, all right, I guess I'm just going to do this interview with this coach with this kid in his arm. <laughs> um, very religious person, you know, and, and when his wife died, it was like one of those things, like, of all people, like of all people, a, a really big family man. So to see him bounce back and to still be involved with basketball and, and to get back to um, his life, I'm rooting for him. <laughs> so not to get too deep on that, but, yes, I'm rooting for Monty Williams with the Phoenix.
0: Let me, let me, let me just see if I get this right. He's a Maryland guy. And he went to Notre Dame. Of course, Wow, well, Of course, everyone loves him. I mean, what's not to love? I mean, that's like the perfect person, right there.
2: He's a he's a Mike Bray type. Huh?
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> I couldn't get into Notre Dame, but uh, I cheer for him. <laughs> uh, Chris, I want to I want to shift over to the east. Uh, Tim and I were just having a discussion at the top of the hour. Uh, again, we don't expect anyone in that play-in category to. They realistically have a shot to take out a, a Philadelphia or a Milwaukee in or, or Brooklyn in that first round. But of those teams that are currently stuck in that playoff picture, who's the one team that you would say, mm, I don't want to see them because they're going to make me have to work a little bit harder than I would like to in a first round series?
2: Man, I mean, if you're talking about the bottom of the East, so
1: you are Are you putting the Celtics in that conversation? Yeah, you can throw – Boston's uh, I mean, tied with, with Miami right now, so yeah, we can throw them in there.
2: Okay, well, then it would be, to me, clearly the Boston Celtics. I mean, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, you know, they're 10-2 when they start Marcus Smart. They just haven't been we, – we talk about health because it's such a big thing this season and not just COVID-19 protocols, but just teams – because there was such a short time off before starting the new year, you just see a lot of teams dealing with a lot more injuries than they normally do. So the Boston Celtics, you absolutely want no parts of that because Jason Tatum, I mean, he's already tied Larry Bird for the franchise record in points in the game with 60. He also had a 53-point game and a 44-point game in the same month. He's a guy trending in a direction that he could go nuclear in a series against you. Like, he could just have you know, average, he's averaging, what, 42 points per game in his last four games? So imagine if he does that in a series. It's a wrap for you. So no, you want no parts of that if you're an opposing team. Um, And I would put the Washington Wizards in that category as well. I just think the Wizards, it's like Westbrook, the number one part of that. And then Bradley Beal, but the problem is when Bradley Beal scores over forty, which he's done seventeen times in the last two years, the Wizards are two and fifteen. Right. So I don't know if I if I'm like, oh, they scare me if I'm a, and they don't play enough defense. So.
0: Well, I, and that's why I mean, if if we get Nets Wizards first round, uh, just sit back, eat some popcorn because that's gonna, you're gonna see a Spicy. lot of points. Woo. man,
2: Russell Westbrook and KD man. Yeah. Yep. Forget you're... Russell Westbrook, KD, and James Harden. Man, if you know that right now Adam Silver's like, come on, Wizards. Come (laughs) on, Wizards. Box office for a first-round matchup. You kidding me?
0: There's a couple things I think Adam Silver's doing that too. You know, as much as he wants the Lakers to go on, he wants them in this play-in, right? Get that seven seed, you win, but now you've got LeBron in the play-in and then win the 7-2 matchup because obviously he wants the Lakers to go as deep as possible. But think about the first year of the play-in, and I know, I know LeBron wants whoever came up with the idea fired, <laughs> uh, but if, if LeBron's in it, people are watching, and it's a success. Well, remember,
2: they had to the play-in situation last year, and LeBron and company benefited from that because the Portland Trailblazers, by the time the Lakers got them, were all beat up. I yep. mean, there's the image of Damian Lillard's, like, finger dismantled, and it was like, oh, man. Like, they just look like a team that they were, they you know, finished playing Alabama in the SEC. You know how, like, the next <laughs> week, the team can't get out there and they get blown out every week? I mean, that's what it just seemed like that the Lakers didn't even face – the Portland Trailblazers, they face like a facsimile of them.
1: Chris, how much do you take from what Milwaukee did in those two games against the Nets, or is it just, well, Harden wasn't there, we're not taking too much from that two-game sweep by the Bucks over Brooklyn this past week? So here's the thing. When I look at the Nets, my thought process is you're going to get two of the three.
2: <laughs> like, I, <just> <laughs> I don't think you're going to have Harden, Kyrie, and KD all healthy. I mean, we've had seven games. almost 70 this year so like why would i think that that's going to happen in the postseason like i'm just like well one of those guys are going to sit out or something in a playoff game um i'm kind of halfway joking about about that but yeah i mean when i look at the bucks the thing i take away from that most is Giannis's swat of kevin durant that's a message block man and you know what you got to realize too is Giannis. The two-time reigning MVP and Defensive Player of the Year is averaging more points, assists, rebounds, blocks, uh, steals, higher field goal percentage than he was last year, and like he's not even in the MVP discussion. Which I, I just think that people have Giannis fatigue at this point, uh, and he's it's less turnovers per game too. So. I think that's, that's what I'm taking from it most. And Drew Holiday is really starting to fit in 20 points per game, seven assists per game, um, a plus 112 on the floor since the start of April. Now, think about that. You know, you do plus minus, Link. Oh, that's a small sample size. A uh, plus 112 over, over, over a month span. That's telling me something that he's bringing stuff to the table on both ends of the floor.
0: You can follow Chris on Twitter at Chris Miles TV. See him on NBA TV all the time. Uh, and this is the time, man, to to tune in uh, to NBA TV. Um, yeah, it, it is funny that you bring that up about you know the uh, the, the 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 Giannis fatigue, or if you want to use a Jerry Maguire quote, you know, Kush Lash, you know, Giannislash. Uh, you know, people are. Uh, are tired of, of the Bucks. They've kind of written them off. And and I almost feel like, and this is just me speculating, that the Bucs are enjoying this. Because the past two years, Chris, they've been the best team in the regular season. And, you know, you could say they flamed out. They were still up 2-0 in the Raptors and went to overtime in Game 3. And then uh, the Raptors were able to rattle off those final three wins on their way to the championship. Last year, in the bubble, it was bizarre. But I, I want to look at this in in the eyes of the Sixers because I feel like Nets, Bucks. Eastern Conference semifinals is going to be a war, man. Kind of like what you mentioned with the Blazers. If the Sixers are able to get past the Knicks or the Hawks and make it to the Eastern Conference finals, which is maybe a big jump for a team that's never gotten that far, but I feel like the Sixers will really benefit potentially from a Nets Bucks uh, Eastern Conference semifinals.
2: Oh man, that's tough. Um, I, I see what you're saying. Like the the Nets and the Bucks, they beat each other up, and yeah. whoever gets there and faces Philly. But I wouldn't. Here's the crazy part, and maybe this is hyperbole, but Greg Anthony, we had a show tonight, and he said the Knicks, oh, they they're poised to make a Miami Heat run from last year. <laughs> Nobody was making Miami last year go to the finals, and I'm like, well. I'm a Knicks fan. Hmm. This guy <laughs> played for the Knicks. I'm gonna sit here and listen to what he has to say. Does it sound a little crazy? Yeah, but let's get crazy.
0: Well, so, and that's the thing. I, I, <laughs> I'd say this, Chris. You know, I, I throw out tonight. Whatever. I mean, it's it's one game in Denver. No big deal. But speaking of wars, a Tom Thibodeau squad, the way that they're playing. That is not going to be fun if they're able to get out of the first round against the Hawks, where I think they'll be a slight series favorite against Atlanta, especially if they have the four seed. That's that's not going to be enjoyable for Philadelphia in the second round.
2: Here's the other part of that. What makes the Knicks successful? Well, they've been amongst the league leaders in defensive uh, rating all season. So when I see that and I think, oh, people complain – Oh, NBA teams don't play defense. Uh, The winning teams do. (laughs) (laughs) The winning teams absolutely play defense. And what you don't want is Madison Square Garden to have fans and that stupid Oregon defense, (laughs) doom, doom, doom. When you haven't had fans in the stands all season and you haven't been around the crazies and you start looking around like, uh, what is this? Because people don't know. They don't know why they call it the Mecca baby.
0: And that's uh going back to something that you did earlier in this interview. This is Adam Silver. Knicks in the Eastern Conference <laughs> semifinals, game 7 against Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's uh there's plenty of storylines, Mr. Miles. Chris, you're the man. Appreciate you uh staying up late with us. All right. Thanks for having me, fellas. Catch there. you next time. There he is. Chris Miles, NBA TV at
1: Chris Miles TV on Twitter. I'm happy he brought up the organ at the Garden cuz now I just have that all playing in my head just the 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 organ and and again uh, probably what it'll be about 10,000 people probably in there by the time the playoffs start with the way that uh I hope the restrictions so. are getting limit uh, getting uh, removed in New York and I will say this though uh though Tim the one thing that would concern me if the Knicks play the Sixers is the Sixers have owned the Knicks the last the last few years. Granted, in the this Sixers team is are little, team, better. Yeah. This team is a lot different. Obviously this Nick team is, but look at uh, hey, all the pressure in that series would be on Philadelphia. There would be no pressure whatsoever on the Knicks in a four versus one.
0: So funny. I, th- I remember earlier in the year, I'm thinking, and we get Celtics and Nets, yeah, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Sixers, one, you know, those were great. Now I'm all for. I want the Knicks. Oh, man. I'm with you too. I don't have any. I don't have a dog <laughs> in the fight. I want the Knicks in the Eastern Conference semifinals. I want Madison Square Garden rocking like it was the late '90s. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. Go New York Knicks. It is the nightcap. We'll get you updated on the Knicks, and they're not really playing all that well. But we'll get you updated on that game. Everything else happening on the nights. It is the nightcap here on VSEN. Carl's is Me. Now he does just a weekend show. Fine job. Him and Josh Chow- Towers or Hoops Peterson chopping it up. Yep. On Bet Center. Check that out each and every Saturday and Sunday. But when he's in with me, we get no hitters and we get horrendous beats on totals. <laughs> yeah, we and we sure just do. remind you: don't bet unders full game, folks. Don't do it because you could go to extra innings and you're gonna lose. It's going to happen, and that's what has happened in two games here tonight. We'll give you the less egregious Dodgers-Cubs. and it is less egregious. Seven and a half total, three to three at the end of nine innings. You know, two runs, you're not in great shape, right? You know, walk-off homer, that would be the perfect situation. Not this year, because a walk-off homer, guess what? You'd lose anyways. Right. But Dodgers score a run in the the top of the 10th. Kenley Jansen comes in, and I tell you what, Jeff, this Dodgers team does it, has very few flaws, even though they're struggling right now. I don't think people are
1: worried. Um, I'm worried about that bullpen. I'm worried about Kenley Jansen. I, I agree with you. I, I'm look, their their starting rotation is just battered with injuries too. Right. And if uh, and Clayton Kershaw got lit up yeah, yesterday, yeah, Kershaw just might not be any, just might not be himself anymore. That's all that might be. But Tim, I mean. Uh, the Cubs have the winning run on third, and they might. Uh, the Dodgers may be uh, uh, just only two games over 500 after tonight. Uh, after that, but that was number one, and then Tim, Oof. number two was not a good one. Not a good one at all. That was in Boston. Uh, this was a three to one game through six. This was one to one through five. Also, total was nine. Red Sox tie it against that horrendous Detroit bullpen in the seventh. At three, you're thinking, all right, well. I just need someone to. Sc- I just need the Red Sox to score against that horrible bullpen in the eighth and the ninth inning, and I'm going to be good. Nope, you don't get that. Uh, Candelario three-run homer makes it six to three, and then Boston just scored one in the tenth, so it's six four. Uh, six plus four is ten. That's more than nine. So another horrible beat if you had the under in that game. Stop betting unders, folks. no games.
0: The, don't, do don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you like the under, first five, man, just just get that in your brain to play the first five under because this just happens so frequently uh, nowadays where you get the over uh, in because of because of the new extra inning rule with the man starting on second base. I, I just want to quickly go back to the Cubs-Dodgers. Game. Yes. If the Cubs end up losing this game, Jock Peterson is going to have an all-timer because Jock Peterson, who is now in the Cubs, up with men on second and third, and he's got that sweet stroke from the left side. He connects on Kenley Jansen, flips the bat. Yeah. Sac fly. It died. It, it <laughs> died at the I mean look, it got the run home. Hey man, you tied the game, but yeah, it did not uh they did not win uh, on that particular play. Now they still may, they have the bases loaded right now. Uh so it, it's certainly looking likely that the Cubs will end up winning this game. And yeah, for the Dodgers to think they'll be 17 and 15. You know, at what point I, th- it, this is going to be a Lakers situation, right? Now they're not at the point of the season where there's you know 20 games left, but at some point those odds are going to start shifting a little bit south, and and people are going to find the number they feel comfortable with because this is a team. And by the way, if you play the over on the Dodgers not off
1: to a great start at 104. Now you're in big trouble already. I mean, think about it. You're that. in big trouble if you have that over. The one thing I will say though, Tim, is everyone is so compact right now where the best record in baseball right now is the Oakland A's who are 19 and 12, Tim, and they started the season 0 and 6. So, again, all this is taking right now is someone to get on a hot like, win 9 out of 10 and you can go from so from right now, right in the middle of the pack, the Dodgers would be a wild card team as of today. Thankfully, we don't play thirty game seasons. Uh, it, it won't matter. They'll go nine out of. They'll go twelve out of fourteen at some point, and they'll be back in first place by five games, like they were earlier in the year. Yeah.
0: So right there, you have the Dodgers at plus three twenty five at DraftKings uh, to win the World Series. Uh, my bet. Uh, you know, thankfully, you know my favorite team, the Nats, are are hopefully getting these uh, Braves, you know, fat and happy because I've got a sixteen to one future on the Braves to win the World Series because uh, they've gotten off to a slow start. They have. Uh, the Padres have, have had their ups and had their downs. They're they're really struggling at the plate. They're losing. Uh, they're up four to two right now. Uh, they were minus two forty. Yes. at the South Point today against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Lost yesterday. Uh, up 4-2 to two in the top of the ninth inning. Final NBA game of the night has concluded. And the Denver Nuggets, 113-97 winners Impressive. over the New York Knickerbockers. Nice bounce back for the Nuggets. They cover the three and a half with ease. That's Jeff Parles. I'm Tim Murray. Who's in? Who's out? We'll talk about those. Will they make the playoff odds for the NBA next? Stick around. It's the Nightcap on VC. Our v experts are covering every sport on the board this spring to find the best bets every day. And now is a great time to invest in your long-term betting success. We provide all the tools you need to make the most informed bet every time, even if that means telling you when not making a bet is your best option. Our 24-7 video coverage. Data and analysis on vcin.com, daily members only, best bet emails, and in-depth coverage of every major event and point spread weekly is designed to improve your sports success year-round so your bankroll lasts longer and you can increase your sports betting IQ. Learn from our experience and put our team to work for you today with our 10-day free trial at vcin.com backslash subscribe. It is an nightcap here on v It was a uh, lackluster slate of, col- of college hoops. Man. I wish. I would have loved some college <laughs> hoops. Give me, give me some college hoops. Of the NBA tonight, especially the late slate. But baseball, man, has been coming home. We've got Dodgers and Cubs in extra innings. And as we went to break, Kenley Jansen on the hill looked like this game was done. Bases loaded for the Cubs. Contreras grounds into an inning-ending double play. And now, because of the idiotic rule of a man on second base, uh, the
1: Dodgers have men on the corners with no outs in the 11th inning. Yeah, it's some really horrible base running by Max Muncie uh, on a ball that was clearly dropping in in right field. Should have been able to score on a ball hit by, uh, by, by Will Smith. So, corners, it's Alec Mills who's on the mound right now for the Cubs uh, in the second inning of work. Uh so uh, I would imagine uh, this game that again close seven and a half on the total is gonna gonna end up closer to uh, doubling that total. Tim, this feels like a big inning is coming here for the Dodgers with uh, corners and uh, an opportunity here.
0: Um, so uh, speaking of the NBA, we're we're wrapping up the schedule. We've got um, seven or eight games, depending on on who you're looking at, left in the season, and with the play-in. It, it begs the question and, and makes it intriguing of who will make the postseason. Now, remember, some of these odds were taken down because they were playing tonight. So you have Golden State up, uh, Charlotte up, the Lakers are up at uh, plus 1,000 that they will miss the postseason. Um, then you include teams that played tonight, Memphis, San Antonio. San Antonio has now lost five straight. So we're going to show you a graphic for those uh, checking us out. By the way, it's Cinco de Mayo, as I could tell, with the dude standing outside the uh, studio with a <laughs> giant sombrero on. Uh, cool. Uh, but uh, you could tell by the graphic, that Spurs, those Spurs odds are going to be tweaked tomorrow. Uh, the Spurs are in some serious trouble uh, when it comes to the postseason here. Looking at that graphic right now, Warriors, Pacers, Hornets, Grizzlies, Spurs, all five of the teams we show there are plus odds to make the postseason. Now will there be a little bit of tweakage there? Yes, likely. But of those five that you see, what to you stands out, what
1: to you would be the most intriguing play? I understand why Golden State is the short the shorter of the two shots between them and Memphis because name brand best player between those two teams, sure. but As of today, after their win tonight, Memphis would be the eight and Golden State would be the nine. Correct. And it's a lot easier to have to win one game as opposed to win two games, which would be the difference between the eight and the nine. So the only thing I'd consider here would be Memphis plus 155 to make. That would be the only thing I would consider uh, of these ones. Charlotte's interesting, too. Just just to interrupt you for a sec
0: here. Uh, Memphis, it's important to look at remaining schedule, right? Memphis, very important win tonight. Yes. 139-135 on the road at Minnesota, who is, as we've talked about, a bet-on team. They've been playing well. Uh, Anthony Edwards, surprisingly, efficient 42 tonight. Hey, eight, eight to nine from three, no less. Tremendous. According to Tankathon, Memphis entering tonight had the 24th most difficult schedule is that high, so you look at including. So it includes tonight's victory over uh, Memphis. Actually, no, it, it has already removed. Oh, good for you, Tankathon. You're all over it. Has removed Minnesota. Still left for Memphis, Detroit. That's their next opponent on the road at Toronto. It's been pesky. They won't beat the Lakers. Lost to the Clippers. New Orleans, Dallas, Sacramento, back to back, and then the big one. They finished the season at Golden State. But Memphis's schedule really shapes up well for them, as you mentioned, Jeff. They are currently in the eighth spot at uh, just a half game above Golden State. And, and to remind the folks out there, we'll say it a billion times over the next however many weeks, until may you know next eleven days, I should say. The breakdown of the play in is this: Seven plays eight, winner, seven seed. Loser. Plays winner of nine ten at home. That is the breakdown, so you need to lose twice if you're in that 7-8 game to be eliminated. So there is the leg up, and that you mentioned about Golden State. So the favorable schedule, they've been playing better. Um, personally, I'd prefer to see the Warriors in the playoffs than the Grizzlies, but if you're giving me those odds, I think the Grizzlies
1: are an intriguing play at plus 155. I mean, that schedule down the stretch is really, really easy for, for Memphis. and Yeah, once again, it's it, it's, it was Minnesota tonight, yeah, at
0: Detroit, Detroit, at Toronto, home games, New Orleans-Dallas challenging, Sacramento-Sacramento at Golden State.
1: The one interesting thing with that New Orleans game, though, is with the Spurs just completely imploding, New Orleans, who we thought was completely done earlier this week, is a game and a half out of the playoffs all of a sudden again. and And so tonight,
0: San Antonio got... Just obliterated. In, it, it crushed. Absolutely crushed. San Antonio has the second hardest schedule remaining in the league. It's at Sacramento, at Portland, Milwaukee, at Brooklyn, at New York, Phoenix, Phoenix, to close it out. Oh, well, and Phoenix Phoenix might need those might games, need those games <laughs> to be the one seed. So it's not like they're going to be resting dudes. Now they might rest a little bit. But San Antonio has a brutal schedule. Started tonight, and they got... Hammered. They're lost five straight. Um, those odds are going to be even further on the no. And going back to what Chris Miles did with his hands, you know, Mr. Burns style, I, I think we're going to see that again with Adam Silver hoping that New Orleans, who by the way has the sixth toughest schedule remaining, Philadelphia, the Lakers, uh, Dallas, Memphis, Golden State, and Charlotte, not a cakewalk, but New Orleans to try to jump the
1: Spurs. That is something that would be very intriguing. I'm sure that the league office would love a New Orleans at Golden State 9 versus 10. You think? Losers, losers gone, winners got a chance. Zion, I think they'd like that. Zion against Steph, you think they would be happy I about that? think they'd be okay
0: with that. <laughs> could Quick, be okay. name a guy on the Spurs not named DeMar DeRozan. Exactly. <laughs> it's the nightcap here on v Who will start week one among the rookies? We'll break that down next right here on the nightcap. Looking to hire? Indeed will help you speed up the process. They have 135 skills tests to help you find the right candidates faster. Visit Indeed.com slash credit. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. The South Point put out NFL division odds today, and we'll talk to the man who puts those out, Chris Andrews, will join us at the top of the next hour. We'll also get his thoughts on uh, what's happening in baseball, how much they've been adjusting, and, Kind of what's next right now with uh, the NFL draft in the rearview mirror. So we'll chat with Chris Andrews. Always great to chat uh, with him. Coming up at the top of the hour. Um, Want to get us updated on uh, the Red Sox Tigers game once again. Stop betting unders <laughs> yes. in full games. Total of nine, three to three after
1: nine innings. Final score was six five Detroit. In how many innings? And innings. And for some reason, Detroit put in Monday's starter, Michael Fulmer, to get the last two outs. Why? I have no clue, but it worked. So Detroit, uh, about plus one, well, plus one sixty, I believe was the closing number on them tonight, uh, getting the win on the road for uh, for that team that is now a, a hearty nine and twenty-two on the season in the early goings. Is That good? Eh, that's uh, that's good for worse than baseball.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Minus. Yeah, plus here at circa plus one sixty six, you could have yeah, got uh, the good. Detroit Tigers uh, as they win that six to five. And once again, it goes over. Um, <laughs> the uh, the Dodgers and Cubs game has been wild, man, and you'll see it now on on Sports Center, on blooper reels for for a long time, and social media has enjoyed it right now. Uh, Jock Peterson at the plate in the bottom of the tenth, two men on. Down four to three. He gets a hold of one to right field, flips the bat, stares at the dugout, and it's a sack fly. (laughs) Four to four, tied the game. Kenley Jansen able to get out of the bottom of the 10th because the baseball gods are punishing Jock Peterson for celebrating a sack fly. And now, in the top of the 11th, there was a ground ball to first with men on first and second. Actually, it was men on the corners. Anthony Rizzo grabs it, goes to tag first, throws to second, tag applied, didn't touch first. Nope. Run scores. Five to four, we head to the bottom of the 11th. Dodgers have a one run lead. This game is wild. Garrett Clevenger now in the game for
1: the Dodgers. This game is going to last another inning. <laughs> I I just, you know what, actually, what what, what the, let me see what I can get the Cubs to fire win the game. Away there, Jeff. I, I might fire away In here. In game, let's go. Fire away on the Cubs here against Garrett Clevenger, who is just absolutely awful, uh, which means here comes the 1-2-3 inning for Clevenger. Now that I uh, proclaim that plus 148, all right, you know what, fine, I'll dabble. Let's go here. Let's go, plus 148 on the Cubs. Oh, wait, I got to get out of the Wi-Fi first, Tim. All right, we're, well, we're, we're, we're in-game
0: we're, 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 we're in uh, reporting his in-game bet here, but uh, he's in. We're in on the Cubs plus money here on the bottom of the 11th. Man on second. How'd that man get there? Oh, wait, they just put him there. All right, That's
1: we're hard. in plus 148. There we go. We're in. All
0: right, here we go. Jason Hayward leading off the inning. While we wait, Similar to uh, how I sweated out the Wizards and Bucks game. Uh, you sweat this out while we uh, talk some football. I like it. So Jed York, who is the, what is he, the CEO of the
1: 49ers? He's some made-up position at yeah. this
0: point. He's high up. Yeah. He's yeah. He's been there forever. Uh, but he today said they're okay. As I think we're going to throw up the tweet here from Matt Mayoko. Jed York said they're comfortable if Trey Lance doesn't play for two years. And now that we know Trey is here, you don't have to put the weight of the world on that kid's shoulders, and he can grow into that position. So here we've got odds of who will start week one for the 49ers, for the Bears, and for the New England Patriots. We've seen movement, pretty considerable movement for New England, but let's start with uh, San Francisco. As this has shifted, and now you're getting Trey Lance at plus 220. Yesterday we talked about this with Dan Helley uh, and, uh, and Steve Weish as well. And we, we posed a question to Steve. He said Justin Fields would be the best bet of the three. And then even he brought up Trey Lance. What he said about Trey Lance, he said he wouldn't be surprised. You know, my mind goes to 2012. 2012, when Kyle Shanahan was the offensive coordinator for Washington, They reworked the entire playbook for Robert Griffin III. They went to Waco. They built in pieces of that Baylor offense to be ready for week one. However, they didn't have anyone else. He was the guy, right? Kirk Cousins was the backup quarterback who was also drafted in that same draft in the fourth round. That's not the situation here in San Francisco. And I thought Steve Weiss yesterday brought up a good point. He said, it took Matt Ryan about a year to fully grasp Kyle Shanahan's system. So you're looking at Jimmy G at minus 278, um, something I'm not really super excited to lay, minus 278. But I would be surprised. Trey Lance hasn't really played a competitive football game in almost two years. The Central Arkansas game, to me, it doesn't count. It was a one-off. It was a showcase 15 of 30 in that game. That's not who he was. He's you know going to turn 21, incredibly young. I get why you make this move. Two years, that's laughable. He's not going to sit for two years. He'll be the starter in 2022 for sure. I think he probably starts maybe at some point this year. But week one, that's hard for me to envision. I could be slightly talked into it. Because of what we've heard. But I, I go back to, this dude hasn't played competitive football since what? The fall of 2019? Been a while. So, and that was at the FCS level. Now, Carson Wentz came in and started right away in Philadelphia from the FCS level. It's going to take some time for Trey Lance. And I wouldn't be surprised. You know, minus 278, to me, that's the only play here. I mean, I get having fun with it. And Trey Lance, maybe, you know, you, Jimmy Grapple could get hurt. Uh, but I, I don't know. I, I think this is uh, – Jimmy G will start week one for San Francisco.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah look, I, I just have a hard time envisioning uh, seeing a non-Garoppolo start in week one. It, it just is – for him, more than anything, you bring up what you brought up there. I'm going to bring up Patrick Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith for a whole season. Now I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be Patrick Mahomes – but they have some similar... Jimmy forms. G is not Alex Smith. Well, I... Look, I mean... Jimmy, Alex Smith, by the way, if you look back... Alex Smith was oh, very good in he that had a, season. That year, he was he, incredible. He was excellent that yeah. season and got the huge contract from Washington yeah. because of that. Got the, got the Chiefs a second-round pick for him. Yeah, so look, And Kendall Fuller. Look, I, I think the big thing more than anything, though, is that two years ago, San Francisco made the Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo, and... Most of the talent is 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 coming back from injury this year. They got so decimated by injuries, Garoppolo included. And your point, though, with Matt Ryan is is important though, because it's going it, to take it for a guy who has played limited competitive football the last year because of the the postponement of the FCS season to the spring. I, it would would really surprise me unless if Jimmy G gets hurt if Trey Lance starts week one. And again, look like that I, again, you never root for a guy to get hurt. But Jimmy G has a bad injury history. Well, and this is a San Francisco team that is not the Jaguars. That
0: is not the Jets. They are the favorite at South Point to win the NFC West. Arguably the best division in football. They're the favorite. Yep. Whether you agree with those odds or not, that's what they've been set at at the South Point. So this is a team that is not ready to just let a rookie quarterback take his lumps. But maybe... Chicago is Chicago has the shortest odds. Andy Dalton minus $1.67 to be the week 1 fa- starting quarterback. Justin Fields at plus 160. Just had Brad Biggs on covers the Bears from the Chicago Tribune and uh give us an update. I got the cameras on me, but but Jeff just gave me a Yes, the, a pump the, of the yes,
1: uh, after two horrendous at-bats in a row by uh, Hayward and Bodie, Matt Duffy comes through with an RBI single. So we're tied at five there on the, uh, on the north side of Chicago in the, in the bottom of the 11th inning. By the way, this is looking like a pretty nice night if you hopped in late in these games because the Rays just took a late lead. The Blue Jays are threatening to take the lead late. You've you got some nice plus prices here on some teams trailing late, Tim.
0: Yeah, plus 148. This guy took, yeah. the, took the Cubs. He <laughs> called, it, called his shot. He said, this game's not ending. Well, he said, Dodgers aren't winning in the 11th. Right. He said, this night could be long. Uh, and it's 5-5 five to five now. Duffy comes through um, as we continue to interrupt our trains of thoughts. But that's the beauty of this show, baby. Hey, that's in-game betting, man. That's what we do. That's what, that's what the nightcap's all about. Do you think Justin Fields starts week one?
1: I don't. I think, I, I, I think Andy I, Dalton's week one. I started. don't. But if I were running things in Chicago, I would be starting Justin Fields week one. I I just don't see that in in, in Nagy's character to throw the rookie in there right away unless, look, there is a scenario where Justin Fields pulls a Russell Wilson where he is just so much better than the quote-unquote incumbent starter because in that scenario, Matt Flynn was given a ton of money. Don't you dare compare (laughs) Andy
0: Dalton to Matt
1: Flynn. But but in this scenario, it kind of works. The ginger
0: slander is ridiculous.
1: (laughs) Um... But look, I, I look. If I were running things, I would have Fields be the Week One starter. But I just, I just don't see it, especially with Dalton's track record of being a competent starter in the league. When that scenario with Seattle was, Matt Flynn legitimately had one game where he was good.
0: Odds have shifted in New England. Yesterday, it was Cam Newton minus four dollars, Mac Jones plus five hundred. Mac Jones is now three to one. Cam
1: Newton minus 286. That just feels like people are just taking numbers on Mac Jones more than anything. I have, uh, again, that's another scenario. And I know Cam did not have it a year ago, Tim, nope, but. He was awful. But. They brought in really, weapons now. You really want to start Mac Jones week one when. Most pro ready? I, 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 would be, I, would be, I would be, of all the ones we had here, I would be absolutely floored if Mac Jones is the week one starter more than any of the other rookies. I feel like one of these guys will start. I would take I would Fields. That would be the one I would go with.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is—he has the shortest odds of, of the three, and Lance's are, are growing uh, a little bit. For the 49ers with Trey Lance win the NFC West. Odds are out at the South Point. We'll talk to the man who put those out, Chris Andrews, will join us top of the hour. Stick around. It's the Nightcap on v